everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Behind the Sounds. I am joined today by someone that I got the pleasure of seeing live a couple of months ago at Country to Country Festival in the UK, playing the spotlight stage. I have no doubt that you will be on the main stage very, very soon. Please welcome Matt Stell. Thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Nice to see you. And you. It is great to have you. I know you are on the road, you're touring, you're super busy. How is it to kind of get back into the swing of things and be back out there? It's great. You know, the thing that we missed most about, you know, when the pandemic hit was getting to go out and play songs uh, live and get to sing them with with folks, you know, while we play them. So uh, we've really been enjoying, you know, the past year and stuff of things getting really, you know, back in the swing of things and, and getting that old chapter behind us. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's been great. It's so great. And I know, obviously, we got very lucky we got to have you over here for Country to Country a few months ago. Um, it was so great having everyone back after such a long time. How has it been kind of going international again? And obviously, you didn't get to do a ton of that kind of pre-pandemic. So what's it like kind of finally being able to do that? You know, it's 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 great, you know, um, to they kind of put the, the world was sort of put on hold and, and uh, there for a while. So, um, you know, luckily that uh, we we're able to be here on the other side of it and, and just kind of get back in the swing of things, man. It's, it's really been, uh, it's really been great. And then, you know, you almost feel yourself trying to make up for lost time in, in, in some ways. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's great to be back out there for sure. Definitely. Um, now we're going to talk about, I know you've had a super busy, incredibly successful past few years in particular, but I, I love to start at the beginning, kind of growing up Were you, I know you're a very sporty person as well. You had a very athletic kind of childhood. What's it like? How, how musical was your childhood? How much did you kind of listen to music and play music as a kid? Yeah, well, I didn't play as a kid, um, but I always loved music. I kind of, my, my family was pretty musical, especially my mom's side was pretty musical. Um, but I never, uh, I just kind of, that was normal for me. You know, I didn't realize that that was any kind of like out of the, out of the ordinary kind of thing. And um, so uh, that was kind of, you know, interesting growing up around music and loving it. I didn't, I didn't play, my cousins did. Uh, I kind of found music in college, you know, in terms of like playing it. And I found that uh, how much of a passion I really had for it. And, uh, and, you know, that was, a, it was crazy to kind of realize it. it was like, oh, that's, this passion has been here all along. I just didn't really, you know, recognize it as such. And uh, so, you know, when I started playing music, you know, I was a little late on the, on the, the draw, you know, I started in college, but the passion was kind of always there. Mm. what kind of music did you listen to growing up what were your like influences would you say yeah I mean country music um was kind of the default setting that was what was always on in the background and and I loved it and stuff but I also really loved alternative music from the 90s you know that was kind of my jam uh you know Alanis Morissette and and um you know Hootie and the Blowfish and Oasis you know those bands I you know love those bands and that was the story Morning Glory record was you know one of my all-time favorites and um, you know, I could go on and on, you know, there, you know, I grew up around playing basketball. So I grew up around a lot of rap music in, in, in the South and stuff. So I had, you know, to kind of listen to everything, you know, like, like, like you do when you're young and, and like I do now. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, country music, country was always the, the like the baseline for sure. Yeah. Did you, um, did you always know you could sing or you have like a musical music in you or did you kind of just discover it as, as you say, when you went to college? Um, I guess, I guess I always felt like I could kind of, you know, carry a tune, but I never thought of myself as a singer. 
Um, and then I started doing it. And I was like, well, I guess I can kind of, you know, do it. I, you know, um, and then you, of course, you know, you spend enough time doing it, you get better, you get around people that are, that are, you know, been doing it forever and are wildly talented and, and, uh, you know, you can't help but to just kind of improve. But, uh, yeah, it was, those was just, like I said, it was, it was kind of weird to, to, uh, have those passion, have that passion there, but not really recognize it as such until later on. And, and, and you know, music and then also, you know, singing as well. Mm. And what was there like a, a, a time in your, like a trigger or anything that made you kind of realize, actually, no, this is here. I can do this because you had, I mean, a very kind of athletic career, but, uh, you know, you had a scholarship at college and all this, not music based. So where did it was, what was kind of the turning point for you where you were actually like, oh no, I quite enjoy this. Maybe this is what I want to do. Um, it was sometime in college when I started writing my own songs. You know, that was a big pivotal point for me. You know, I, I started writing, writing songs just about as quick as I could, but, you know, play three or four chords. And, and I knew that I was going to do that. I kind of saw myself as a songwriter first and in some, some sense still kind of do, um, but, um, you know, that was really the catalyst, I think, was was writing music and putting it out and then, you know, having a few people kind of like it and then just kind of sticking with it, honestly, um, was what it ended up, you know, kind of snowballing into something. Uh, but it was definitely had a lot to do with, you know, pairing up with the, the writing of the songs, too, because I felt like, you know, if I write the song, I can't really mess it up. You know, I can just do it different. Whereas if I do somebody else's song, you know, you can really mess that up. Mm -hmm, definitely well I mean you obviously haven't which is a great thing but I see where you're coming from and did you when you kind of started writing was there a point where you said okay hang on I'm pretty good at this this is what I actually want to do for, for a career because obviously I know you had a lot of other things going on at that time as well so how did you decide yeah I mean so I started writing songs and and uh you know, I wrote, I wrote some okay songs, but I wrote a lot of terrible songs and, you know, I just kind of kept with it and kept with it and, and, uh, had some success writing in the Texas country, like world, the red dirt, Texas country world. And, and, uh, that kind of gave me the confidence to move to Nashville and be like, well, you know, if I can do it there, maybe I can do it, um, in Nashville. And, and so I moved here and that was a great decision. I kind of sometimes wish I would have moved sooner. Um, yeah, but, uh, but having that being said, um, that, that was really what got my, you know, kind of gave me the confidence was, was having, having a couple, you know, number ones in, in, uh, country music, like I can red dirt, like Texas country, um, really kind of gave me the, the, empowered me. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, as you said, you, you wanted to be a songwriter and you still kind of see yourself in that way. Was there again, was there like another turning point when you thought actually maybe I, I can sing these as well and I can do both and I can be a successful artist as well as a songwriter? Yeah, I mean, I kind of always thought that I would be the kind of writer that wrote pop country songs and, and and I mean that in a positive way, just like radio country songs. Um, but I thought I would just, I have this indie streak, you know, and the music I listen to and this stuff. And I kind of thought that I would be in a, you know, an indie band and like country band doing that thing and, and, and then write songs for big artists to cut. But when I moved to Nashville, I finally got a publishing deal, which I mean, y'all probably know it, but for folks that don't, it just means you get, yeah, you write songs for a living, you know, you get paid to write songs sort of. And I, well, that's how it works. And um, I did that and, and my publishing company, we put out a little EP and uh, on that EP was prayed for you. And when we put that song out, people started listening and it started, it took off 
I mean, it just took off. And uh, that was really what changed the calculus for me and to being, oh, okay, well, you know, I can, you know, I got an opportunity to be the guy that sings songs on country radio, be one of them. And, and um, so that was how that kind of changed for me. And, uh, you know, cause now I'm much, I'm, you know, I'm more of an artist than a, than a writer at this point. Um, and it's because of that, you know, it's kind of that door opened and, you know, I, I'm a big believer in just taking the opportunities that, that are presented to you and be ready for the next one. And, and um, so that's what, uh, that's what, that's how that happened. I mean, it just, it just kind of pray for you, open the door and I walk through it. I love that. And as we are a songwriter focused podcast, I love to hear the stories around the songs. And obviously, as you said, that song really did take off and I assume probably really changed your life and the course of it. And um, can you tell us a little bit about the story behind it and kind of how that came to be? Sure. I mean, I was writing that song with my manager uh ash bowers and uh a good friend of mine allison belts and allison kind of came in with the idea of i prayed for you she had just met who's now her husband like a couple days before and she was like i just felt like i prayed for this guy before he showed up in my life and uh we kind of took that idea and ran with it and that became the end of the the end of the chorus and we kind of wrote it about those experiences but then we made the character in it a, a guy that's like me in a lot of ways and and uh that uh you know that's just kind of how that happened you know it took us two sessions to write it which is a little it's a little atypical you know usually we get something done uh you know the day of but we wrote that song and then you know we demoed that song and then it came out um you know it came out as a uh you know on a, on a little ep by someone that not a lot of people had ever heard of and um so you know that was that was really the the, the way you know my my sort of angle I was just making sure to write it from somebody who I felt like I could speak in their voice you know who was um you know, luckier than they got you know way luckier than they ever should have been and and but you know perseverance mattering a lot in those kinds of things and and uh, so that's how that that idea kind of came from from her relationship you know Ash and and and, and he's married with kids and so was able to uh, you know, bring his kind of experience to bear on that. You know, I'm not, but I, you know, I, but I know what it's like to be that guy in that song in a lot of ways. And, uh, and so that's just kind of how that all mixed up and it turned into, uh, it turned into that song and that's, you know, changed, changed my life. Mm. And at this point, were you, were you writing for yourself or were you writing with the intent of, okay, this might be one of my songs or this might get cut by another artist? Um, I mean, at that point I was, you know, that was before I had a record deal. So I was really just writing and putting a, an EP out in the world, you know, as an artist, but let's say, you know, let's say somebody wanted to come along and cut that song after they heard it. I mean, we would have entertained that um, until it started to, to gain its own traction. And then it was like, you know, the song just kind of directed the course of everything um, on, on that, you know, we've been, then, you know, the labels that turned us down became, you know, were you know labels that want to have conversations and and thing and, and partner up and things like that so um that was uh you know really it just it really did come down to that song kind of kind of leading the way on all of that stuff mm -hmm. did you ever expect it from when like you came out of that writing session did you think this is gonna this is it this is the thing that's gonna change everything no i knew we had a good song but but at that point you know, I'd never had any kind of success on that, you know, writing on that kind of level, you know, and so I, I knew that we all thought it was great, and, uh, 
And that's really what you, you know, that's what, you, that's your litmus test. You know, do you, do you believe in the song when you leave? And we did, but you never know what that turns out to be. I mean, a lot of things have to go right. And uh, so I knew I had a good one, but no, I'd be lying if I said I was like, oh, this is about to change the game. Cause I, I didn't, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And obviously you said, you know, opened a lot of doors for you in terms of where it went, where you went as an artist. Did it change things for you as a songwriter as well? Did you find yourself in a lot more rooms with a lot more different people? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it did, but, you know, that had to do also with, you know, now at that point, then I became an artist. And so, you know, I was a writer artist and now I'm an artist writer, you know? Um, and so then, yeah, that opens a lot of doors, you know, because, you know, songwriters is a songwriter, you know, a great way to get a cut is to write with the artists in the room. And, uh, so, you know, that, that quickly became an open some doors. I got to learn to be around some just incredible people um i also got to kind of um got to like firsthand to see what the target is that we're shooting at you know if that that makes sense like so when you're writing a song it's like what are you writing it for are you trying to write the best song you think you can write which you know you always want to do your best but that's a different thing than writing the best song for a specific audience which is like you know in this case you know radio country music and so once that happened, then you can kind of like um, focus in a little more. And you, that's a big part of the learning curve. And then, you know, obviously at, at another huge part of it, maybe the biggest is it gives you confidence. You know, you have something that works and it gives you, you know, the kind of uh, confidence to, to believe in, in your craft and trust yourself. And, and, and that's very important. You know, that was a, that was a huge part of that is from just like growing as a writer that and being in rooms with awesome people yeah I love that and it obviously came at a time it went really successful and then you go to release the everywhere but on EP which amazingly and I I love talking to people about anything that was released during a pandemic because Mm -hmm. it's not normal obviously none of this was normal but when you release music you know you have a an album cycle or whatever and you you know promo release tour etc when you released that EP, kind of literally in the midst of it all, did you have any expectations that it would do as well as it did? I mean, no, <laughs> I mean, it's not, not it's, it's hard to like, I mean, I had high hopes, you know, and I had songs on there that I love. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's still like, e- even now, you know, really, um, it almost feels like sometimes the kind of like success that a song has after you write it is still something that I'm, that I'm not like, don't stake my flag in the ground. Cause I've been wrong about what's a hit and I've been wrong about what's not a hit. And um, so, you know, that kind of, that definitely, you know, breeds some humility for sure. You know, but um, on, on like knowing, I, I do know what a good song is. I know what I like. I, I'm very confident in saying that, but that is also very different than knowing what the, you know, the audience that you're playing for um, likes. And that's a, you know, some, you know, sometimes artists come up with building a fan base that likes what they do sort of, or you kind of can come into a fan base and figure out what you do that would make sense for them. And so that's the game that, you know, that's kind of like what my mindset is. And that's a little bit of the difference between, you know, my plan originally 
uh, versus, you know, the opportunity that I have, you know, now to reach a lot of people with country radio and, and those kinds of things. And, and that also that style of music, whether it's streaming, you know, uh, or, or what have you, you know, just the, the country, you know, listener writ large um, really just influences that stuff so much. And, and so then the game becomes, okay, where can I meet that target as opposed to, I'm just going to, you know, put out stuff and then see what comes to it, you know? Yeah, definitely. And obviously you, you re-released kind of prayed for you on, you know, the coming EPs. Was that, did you always think you'd, you'd do that or was it, you know, I'm going to use this song because I know it's good and I know that people love it and it'll attract people towards this. Was it kind of planned that way? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I had a lot to do with that planning, you know, at, at, at a certain point, you know, especially when labels get involved and stuff, you know, they have ways that, um, that things go and they have, you know, interest and, in, in, uh, you know, I feel like I know what a song is and I feel like I know what I like, you know, and if that's valuable, cool. Um, and it's, you know, but I would, you know, I have my ideas about their, their job or whatever, uh, you know, like I wrote a record label, like I have opinions about how music should be or, or how I would like it to be, especially when it's mine, but I would, you know, I'm not an expert and, and, you know, the labels are expert on how things get released. And so when, you, you know, I'm ready to, my favorite thing is new music and I love making it and I love releasing it. And so of course, every time I have something that wants to come out, I'm ready to go and, and progress. Um, but pray for you was such a, you know, it was such a game changer for me that um, it anchored so much of what we did. Um, and it still does um, that, you know, the, the labels are, this is a long way of saying like, they have way more to do with how songs are packaged and released than I necessarily do. And so I was surprised that Pray For You would be on multiple projects, but it's very common in this space. Um, you know, things you just don't know. And so it's like, you kind of pick the hills you want to die on. And, and at the end of the day, everybody is, everybody's, you know, in theory, everybody's working for, you know, the same goal. Right. And so they're like, well, this is going to get us to our goals. And so, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll listen to, to an expert on that, but you know, it's like those kind of things are, are um, just, there are things that I, that aren't really high on my radar all the time, because, you know, to me at the end of the day, it's like, I want to make music that I like that people will like and put it out. And it's kind of like, here, you put it out kind of thing. And I'm not, um, you know, super uptight about how that gets done. Although having done it now for a little while, I do have my own opinions. So sorry about that long answer, but. No, um, I love a long answer. This is perfect. Um, and I love that. So obviously prayed for you came out you had all this success you've released another couple of projects pre and kind of within the pandemic and then you're coming out of that you're do you find you've got like a brand new array of fans like because I'm assuming your your crowds and your shows and everything got so much bigger um yeah. from kind of pre to post because you had so much going on in between was it a shock to the system kind of getting back out there and all of a sudden having this change well, it well, it was kind of really the turning point with me of of audience and things like that was before prayed for you and after prayed for you. Um, unfortunately, with the pandemic, you know, we released music during the pandemic and had a number one, you know, on country radio during a pandemic. But because we couldn't tour on it, uh, because of that thing, it's like it, it it it's not additive that way. It wasn't for us. It was like now we're having to 
you know, make up ground that we feel like that we've already, you know, had the pandemic not been there that we would have already kind of dealt with, uh, you know, already kind of, you know, plowed that ground. And so, you know, that's a little challenging, but it's like, I'm not going to complain about it because, you know, my, my band, everybody's healthy and, and we made it and, and family too. And a lot of people were hurt a lot more than we were. So uh, a lot more than I was. So, um, you know, it's it, the, the reality of it for us is that, you know, we are, you know, that one of my favorite songs that it was the number one and, and, you know, I think is, is pretty close to going platinum is, is, is like not a forgotten song, but definitely a, um, all the, all the momentum that that would, you know, carry typically is it just, it wasn't there. Cause we couldn't, you know, people weren't going to see shows. People weren't in their cars, you know, going to work to hear this song, you know, uh, even when it was, you know, a hit on country. Radio. So, um, and people were streaming less, you know, cause they're not in their cars, you know, during that pandemic part and people were going back to music they already know, as opposed to, you know, uh, discovering new things, things for us, you know, that, that we learned. So, um, that's been a little bit of just like a challenge, but in a good way, you know, so we get to, you know, the, 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 the cure for that is more, more music, which I love. So. Yeah. And well, actually that leads on perfectly to what my next question was going to be, because obviously when you, you have all this and you don't really get to to tour the songs and, and really get them out there. When you kind of finally do go back, I'm assuming you've now got tons more songs that you want to play. Do you almost yeah. kind of forget that you've, you've got all these projects that you've never sung live or you've never toured and do you feel like you have to play them or are you now like, no, let's just go to the next thing. Let's get the new music out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I fall into that trap a lot. Uh, I think a lot of songwriters do too, of the latest thing you did is the best thing you did. And, and that can be true, but but at the same time, you know, you felt that way. You know, I felt that way about the the songs that I have, that those songs as I do these new songs now. So, you know, that's when having a good team is, is there to kind of help you and, and um, get some perspective. Because it's like, sometimes it's hard to read the label of a bottle when you're inside it, you know, you need some outside perspective to know what, what really is what. And um, so, uh, you know, for me, you know, that's, that's some that's definitely a type a tight rope that we walk. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And another thing I suppose is when you are releasing these songs during, you know, when you can't play them live, you can't test them out on audiences. <laughs> so right. does that kind of rely, you know, lean into your decisions on, what you release and what you play do you test songs out first or do you just go with what you think's right um I, some so we do some of both i mean uh i i again you know it's like relying on it on a team of people you know kind of like a brain trust of of you know what works and what what order of things to do but we definitely do like i'll play some live play a show a song the other night live that i'd never played before live and just worked up in sound check that was completely different from the demo that I think is the way I want to do this song now and it worked great and, and people liked it um but at the same time um you want to like you want to stay true to what you know what you're doing and stuff so you you it, it's like you kind of take all these uh, you know all this imperfect information and you try to just make the best decision you know possible and and again you rely on you rely on people that have different perspective and different experience uh, than you do. And, and that, that has, that has served me pretty well of, of being collaborative has served me pretty well up to this point. So I try to err on that side um, as much as I can. Um, but uh, I have to this point at least. 
Mm-hmm. Is that something you've had to learn over the years is to make sure you listen to everyone else around you as well, rather than kind of just going with what you want? Yeah. And I mean, you want to listen to like, yeah, I mean, you have to be selective about who you listen to and you have to take into account what their motivations might be. And, and, um, you know, like not in anything nefarious. I mean, we all have our biases, you know, like, like, and not in a bad way. So those biases are really what you're soliciting out of people. You know, you want to know how this hits their ear. And because I know my biases of what I think a song is, and what I like is sometimes very different from from the country audience. So when it comes to a pile of songs that we all agree are good, which need to go in which order, I don't. I've never been like, I never thought that was that that big a deal. I mean, a sing, picking a single is a little different, but um, but you know what what you cut, what you do like that. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just you know that's that's just been a something that I've learned, something that I've done, and and um, and that that's. That is at least how I go about it. I know people are different and different strokes for different folks, but that seems to have worked for me. Yeah, I love that. And talking of kind of new music and getting things out there, you've got a single out at the moment, uh, Man Made. I, I know it's getting so much love and people are, are really relating to it. And it's such a great track. Can you tell us a little bit about the story behind that song and where it came from and, and how it ended up kind of, being your your lead single here yeah well my manager uh found that song and brought it to me and and uh you know he's got a great ear for for uh for country music especially like kind of you know mainstream country music and um this song was like had a just great melody um had a cool lyric that 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 does some cool stuff and then you know for me was really what was very different is like i like heavy music like your subject matter for the most part, you know, even pray for you. has got some melancholy to it everywhere, but on, you know, that's a breakup song. That ain't me no more. That's like a, you know, kind of a heavier, like, I love that. That's the kind of music I love. I'm happiest. I'm listening to heavy music. Like, I like it. Um, this song hit me like those songs do. And it has this positive vibe about it. And um, I, uh, I love that. Uh, and I knew that that was special, you know, because they don't always hit me like that. If you can make a positive song, you know, hit like that, then, you know, to me, that's, that's really special. So I couldn't wait to get in it and, and get in the studio and, and cut and produce it and, and put it out into the world. And uh, we've, we've been enjoying it being out for sure. Mm-hmm. And I love, I know you uh, were on the Bobby Bones show a couple of weeks ago with your mom and you were talking about how there's so many different kind of meanings behind the song. And, you know, for you, obviously the influence of, of your mom and women in your life, how do you think it's, do you think people are kind of taking that same interpretation because there's kind of so many ways it, it can be taken yeah I mean to me I think that's the beauty of a song you know it's um there's there's what the 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 writers and the singers uh and you know the players is like what they you know what we all intend for the song to mean but you know once you kind of release a, a something into the world I mean it's kind of open to interpretation and so that's the beauty of it um so you know a woman made that man was like talking about you know you want to make your mama proud you know I'm paying homage to like the the the, the women and the badass women in my family you know it's also the reason that you know the falling in love part is also the reason that you do anything you know a lot of times and uh and you know even when you know even in a world where um, you know, sometimes like it's easy to fall into the trap of like thinking that, that anyone is a self-made man or self-made, you know, person when it takes, 
you know, everybody, nobody got anywhere by themselves. And, and, uh, you know, especially the women in our lives, you know, I know how much my mom did for me and sacrificed and, and, uh, and, you know, I know how much motivation I have, uh, you know, from that, I know how much motivation I have from, uh, you know, like, you know, love interests and things like that, 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 I mean, that's the different ways that song can work are the, uh, you know, that's a part of the beauty of the song. Mm-hmm. And how nice is it to be able to to share those experiences? Um, I, I literally I was watching the interview on the Bobby Wayne Show with your mum, and I just thought how nice for you to be able to kind of really bring her on this journey. And is it is it did, you know what's her reaction to it all and everything? What did she enjoy and love about it? Yeah, well, I mean, she's you know she's a mom, so she loves everything all the time. You know that that I do, which is like. You know, it's, it's uh, you got to be careful about that because my mom's really supportive, but uh, um, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you know, it's like when it comes to songs of picking one. Oh, I like that one. Oh, I like that one. You know, it's like you can't they can't all be good. You know, uh, some of these are definitely not good. I know. But uh, but no, she's great. And I mean, you know, it's like it, that comes from a very real true place. You know, we've been through a lot uh, together and, and um and she's, you know, she's the best, you know, if I'm, when I'm a parent, you know, I hope to do the kind of job she did and, and uh, which I won't be able to, but, um, you know, I would like to try, but luckily she'll be a grandma. So she'll be able to uh, <laughs> do it and do it again. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, we're going to wrap up relatively soon, but I have three questions that I ask everyone at the end of every podcast. So I am going to put you on the spot a little bit. They're all around three. All right. Um, can you firstly name songwriting wise three songs that you wish you'd have written? Absolutely. Uh, Great Day to Be Alive. Travis Trick cut it, but Daryl Scott wrote it. Uh, that song, again, it's got some melancholy heavy to it, but it also is like a positive kind of thing. That's this great song and that kind of came out of nowhere a little bit and, and hits. And um, there's so many of these songs. There's a Taylor Swift song uh, off the folklore record called The One. And it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, I think it's perfect, man. I mean, just perfect. And uh, especially, you know, it's like, it is a, it's a very personal kind of vibe, uh, very song. And um, so there's one. And then like, you know, I would have loved to have written like, um, I mean, there's so many. I mean, like Boys of Summer would have been awesome, you know, to write like, um, what a, what an incredible song. There's a bunch of like indie stuff. Like there's a drive by trucker song called zip city that changed my life. Um, that'd be unbelievable about every other song that Jason Isbell's ever written. I'd probably, you know, give a limb <laughs> or have written. Yeah. Um, I could go on and on. And on. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> it's hard, really hard to pick. Um, yeah. okay. Next one, three albums you couldn't live without. Jagged little pill. Uh, what's the story morning glory. Uh, well, Atlantis Morissette and Oasis and um, maybe like, uh, dang, I don't know, Only by the Night that uh, Kings of Leon record. But if I'm talking about country records that uh, I probably need to put a country record that's like <laughs> that's in there. That first George Strait Greatest Hits record, which is like not a record, I guess, but, you know, yeah, um, that was awesome. Uh, that was a really great one. Yeah. Um uh, uh, I love the last couple uh, Eric Church records. Um, I love uh, there's that some of those Miranda stuff like uh, what is that Wing or uh, Angel? I can't remember uh, the name of the record, but um, 
but yeah, probably those, probably that, you know, maybe the chief Eric church record. I don't know. Um, but, or the new one, I don't care. I like them all. <laughs> Do you know, I've been doing this for two years and I have waited for someone to say Jagged Little Pill and it's finally happened. So thank you. That's the greatest record. That might be the greatest record of my lifetime. Um, have you seen the documentary on it, by the way? Yes. I got to see her live literally about two weeks ago here in London, and it was wow. the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, she was like 19 when she wrote most of that shit. I mean, are you kidding me? Incredible. It's so special, man. And, and yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of the greatest and I cannot believe no one said it up until now every time I sit here and I wait for someone to say it and it's finally mm -hmm. happened so yeah. thank Tyler you Tyler Chiller's Purgatory that's another great record kind of relatively uh recent uh Sturgill Simpson's um Ballad of Dude and Juanita I've listened to that probably more than anything this year or last year um so those are some some great ones uh oh Dirty South uh Drive by Truckers or Decoration Day um I could go on and on I, was, I love it Okay, final question for you then. Um, three people that you, you haven't yet worked with that you would love to work with. They can be anything, artists, songwriters, producers. Mm, that's a great question. Um, I named a bunch of Jay Joyce records just now talking about um, records that I would like with Eric Church and uh, some of that Miranda stuff that I think is like unbelievable sounding stuff like the platinum ring and all that. Uh, working with Jay Joyce it might be pretty awesome um collaborate man i would love to collaborate with like lizzo or or um something kind of off genre would be you know kind of a lot of fun something that would be kind of unlikely kind of mash up that would be that would be great um yeah who else uh shoot like maybe like somebody like kendrick lamar that would that would bring different stuff to the table you know i could sing some some country hooks <laughs> to, you know and, and spit a bar too that'd be fun so, i think the yeah. possibilities are endless <laughs> yeah yeah they really are oh that is so great thank you they're really good answers i'm i'm pleased with that <laughs> awesome um, good it has been so great chatting uh, as i said you are back in the uk in a couple of months time we're super excited to have you back um i know there is a lot of people ready and waiting to to see the shows um and i know you've got lots in the pipeline coming up um but thank you so much for taking the time out to to chat with us and and tell us some of the stories behind the songs and um, it's been really really great to chat awesome awesome great to talk to you and we'll see y'all soon uh, here in a couple months see you soon thank you so much Bye. Bye.